drink and dance all night Now let's talk of diapers and pacifiers And our pants are feeling tight Bottle service with BKP Bottle service with BKP Hi everyone, welcome to week 25 of Pregnancy For those of you who are new here, I'm your host, Sarah Merrill Hall. I'm the personality behind the Instagram blog and podcast called Big Kid Problems, and I'm also currently 25 weeks pregnant. Welcome to the show, guys. All right, so at this time of pregnancy, it's time for the dreaded glucose test. I say dreaded because so many people warn me about this freaking test before going in. Like all of my mom friends told me it's the worst prenatal appointment of like the whole shebang. Multiple friends told me they're even still traumatized by this fucking glucose test, which, you know, as someone who is already high key anxious about every appointment, I'm like, thanks guys. So I went into this week pretty scared, but I have to say, After going through it, I don't think it was as bad as everyone made it out to be. And that's coming from me, guys, like the world's biggest adult baby. So if I can do it, you can definitely do it. But I thought it would be helpful to maybe talk a little bit about what to expect, what this test is even for, and just give you all a little bit more info so you can walk in and be less scared than I was. All right, so what even is this glucose screening? I'm not going to lie to you. I did zero research walking into my appointment, so I was pretty clueless. But it's actually a test designed to screen your blood glucose to see if you have like too much sugar in your blood. And this is basically checking for gestational diabetes. And you may be thinking, well, what the fuck is gestational diabetes? Because that's what I was thinking. So I'm going to tell you. Um, essentially gestational diabetes is a type of diabetes that can develop during pregnancy and women who don't already have diabetes. Many times there are no real signs or symptoms, which is why doctors are so adamant about taking this test. But there are a few risk factors, um, to, to note, to maybe see if you are more likely to have gestational diabetes. So a few of those are being overweight, having had gestational diabetes in a previous pregnancy, having a close relative with diabetes, being over 35, uh, or being African-American, American Indian, Pacific Islander, Hispanic, or Asian. So if you do have gestational diabetes, no need to panic. But there are some health concerns that can arise. Uh, It can increase your risk of high blood pressure during pregnancy. It can also increase your risk of having a large baby that needs to be delivered by C-section. And if you have gestational diabetes, your baby is also at higher risk of, you know, being very large, like we just said, nine pounds or more, which can make, make delivery more difficult, obviously. And who wants to give birth to a nine pound baby? Um, Not me. Thanks. They're also at risk for being born early, which can cause breathing and other problems. They're at risk of having low blood sugar or developing type two diabetes later in life. So they say this is, you know, obviously a good test to, you know, figure out if you're at risk for this so that they can plan for this a little bit better. And your blood sugar levels will actually usually return to normal after your baby is born. 
However, about 50% of women with gestational diabetes go on to develop type 2 diabetes. But you can lower your risk by reaching a healthy body weight after delivery. And they say if you do have this, to visit your doctor to have your blood sugar tested like 6 to 12 weeks after your baby's born and then every 1 to 3 years just to make sure that your levels are on target. So if you do have gestational diabetes, um, I mean, really, there's only a few things that they tell you to do. Your doctor will want to, you know, track your blood sugar levels throughout your pregnancy. And many times this can be just managed with diet and exercise. Like I had one of my best friends had this and basically that's she said she was freaking out at first when they told her she had it. But all she had to really do is just change her diet and exercise. And she was totally fine, delivered a perfectly healthy baby. Um, and everything's good. So not something to be like freaking out too much over. Uh, but they do say if healthy eating and being active aren't enough to manage your blood sugar, your doctor may prescribe insulin, metformin, I don't know what that is, or another medication. So that's basically a crash course on gestational diabetes, guys. Uh, so now that you know what it even is, because I didn't, Let's talk about the actual experience of the test because this is what had me so freaked out before walking in. Um, Before you go in for your test, so your doctor will tell you what to do before the test. Usually there's some eating um, limitations. So I've had a couple of friends tell me that they had to fast before their test. My doctor actually told me to eat normally, but to just like not eat a ton of sugar um, before taking the test, which is actually easier said than done. I was like looking for things in the morning to eat and I'm like, Oh, let me grab my yogurt. And then I looked at like the sugar content. I'm like, Oh, let me not do that. Uh, let me have a bowl of cereal. Looked at the sugar content on that. I'm like, Oh, maybe not. So maybe just something to like plan ahead for, uh, you're eating whatever your doctor tells you to eat, you know, however you're going to eat. If they do tell you to fast, maybe make your test really early in the morning. I I set mine up for like 10 o'clock in the morning. So if I didn't eat that much, I wasn't like, you know, going to be starving by the time I walked into that test. One thing I wish that I knew honestly, before going in is that there's actually two blood draws that are needed for this test. So when I walked in, I thought you like drank a sugary drink and then they took your blood. I thought there was going to be one blood blood draw. And so when I walked in and they're like, oh no, actually we take your blood before, then you drink the sugary drink and then we take your blood again. Your girl kind of had a little bit of a panic attack. (laughs) If you've been listening to this podcast, you know, like my number one fear is blood draws. So I wish I just had known that before walking in, like I could have mentally prepared a little bit better, like to just find out then and there that I had to do another blood draw. Like I, it was, it was a little scary. So that's something I wanted to tell you guys up at the front to just be aware of that. Um, you're going to take your blood right when you walk in, which (laughs) I think I did. Okay. I did pretty good. I mean, my new tactic for these blood tests is I do not see a needle. Like I don't see the needle at all. I don't see anything. Like my head is completely turned, my arms out. They lay me, I always ask for, uh, to lay down when they're doing these blood tests now. So I don't pass out or if I do, I'm already reclined. 
Um, but I don't look at anything. And I think that that helps. Like sometimes I'll like before I used to just glance over and look at the nurse like prepping and that would send me into a spiral. So for anyone else who freaks out at these blood draws, maybe, you know, make sure not to look, make sure to ask to be reclined. Those things might help you. I also had, I also had Brandon with me who, um, was showing me videos of Tucker as they were drawing my blood. And that always helps, you know, be, being distracted. Look at some memes, pull up big kid problems on Instagram. I don't know. Just giving you guys a couple ideas. So right after they do that first blood draw, which mine actually went pretty well, like my nurse was really, really great and um, treated me like a five-year-old, which <laughs> I appreciated, just was like telling me jokes and like keeping me happy and upbeat and asking me questions and did it really fast. So got that blood draw over with. Then you have to drink this like sugary, the super sugary drink. It's like super, super sugary. Um, the, she just brought me one. People, after I posted that I took this test, people were asking me, they're like, which flavor did you choose? Because apparently there's two flavors. There's either orange or lemon. Nobody gave me an option, which now I'm pretty pissed about, to be honest. Um, but I had the orange flavor. I just was handed that and I, I drank it. And people told me before this test, like I had friends be like, oh, the taste of this drink still haunts me. To be honest, like I channeled my inner like college Sarah and threw it back so fast. Like I, I chugged it like it was a tequila shot. Like I barely, it didn't even like touch my tongue. It just like flew. It went right down the hatch, you know? So I barely even tasted it. I mean, I still got like a little bit of a taste, um, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't like as bad as I thought that people made it out to be. So if that takes away any fear of the test, you know, maybe channel, go back, channel your college self and just throw it down the hatch. I'm telling you that that helped me get through it. Uh, after you take that sugar drink, you're going to then be escorted back to the waiting room because you have to wait a full hour um, and you can't eat or drink during that hour, like no water, no anything. You just sit and wait, which was totally fine. But then by by the time that that hour is up, like probably around like the 45 to 50 minute mark, you start to feel kind of weird. Like I, I guess like there's so much like sugar in your bloodstream that like I was starting to get like really antsy and uncomfortable in that waiting room and just kind of felt like my heart was beating faster and like just kind of felt like jittery and weird. Um, so that's something to know is normal when that happens. And, um, you know, then the, your hour mark hits and they do a second blood draw and this, my second blood draw didn't go as smoothly as my first. I think I tightened up a little bit and, uh, I bruised really bad. Like after this blood draw guys, like my, my arm was like purple for five days. Like I, I don't know what the hell I did, but I think I was just really, really tense and like the needle didn't go in right. And, um, I didn't fully pass out, but I did kind of start to like go through the motions of like, I was going to pass out. Like, I guess my face went completely white and, uh, I was a little dizzy, but got it over with it. It happened fast. Um, they're not doing like, if you go back to the, the blood test, I think it was week 12, the like big blood test there. They, I think they took like three or four vials of blood. This one, they're only taking one vial of blood each time. So the test itself goes by a lot faster. If that helps you 
wrap your brain around it a little bit. Like each time she did it, I was like, oh, okay, that was, that was fast. We're good. We're good. Anyway, that is the whole, that's the whole thing. I mean, that was the whole test. We walked out of there. Brandon and I, every time we have like a ba- a big um, appointment, we go to this restaurant that's like right by the office. That's really good. And we get like deviled eggs and, <laughs> and like lunch there. So that's kind of become our ritual. So I got to go to my, my fancy lunch, which was lovely. Um, and then you just kind of wait for your results. So, um, I, I already got my results. They were negative for gestational diabetes. Um, but apparently if you do, if it does, if you do get back like a positive test, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have gestational diabetes. That means you just have to go back for more testing, which kind of sucks. And that second test is longer. I think it's about three hours, uh, that you have to do. And it's just a little bit more, um, intensive, we shall say. So I'm really glad I didn't have to do that. I also did learn though, because after I posted on social that I had my test, people were messaging me um, and they were like, oh, they're like, you decided to do it. Uh, like people were like, oh, I'm, I'm still on the fence about doing it. I was like, I didn't know I had an option, but apparently this test is optional. I kind of wish my doctor had said that to me because, you know, I didn't have any of the risk factors um, and, you know, two blood draws, I, I kind of like, if I could go back, I, I would have probably not done it or I would have opted out, but I don't know, especially with the, my, the first baby, like I'm kind of just like being overly cautious and like wanting to do everything, but just know that you, you actually have an option out there. So that's something to think about. There's also other options, which I didn't know when it comes to the actual glucose drink like someone was telling me you can actually order um, a different glucose drink that's like healthier for you it's called one of them is called the fresh test so if anybody's interested in that uh, it's supposed to be a little bit easier on your body like I mentioned the glu- the glucose drink they give you in there is like pretty intense like you're I, I did not feel good after drinking that uh, but if anyone wants to look into a quote-unquote healthier alternative I know nothing about this by the way like to be honest I just googled it because a friend messaged me about it but google the fresh test if you want to learn more about an alternative drink option um what else can I tell you I feel like I feel like that's that's a lot of info. I feel like that that you you guys walking into this test now after listening to this podcast, you're going to be way more prepared than I was walking into my glucose screening. So I hope that helps. And now let's talk a little bit about what's happening with baby at week 25. This podcast is brought to you by Parallel, the first and only OBGYN founded prenatal vitamin with targeted nutrients for each stage of motherhood. Most prenatals treat pregnancy with a one-size-fits-all approach, but your body changes throughout each trimester and so do your nutritional needs. I took Parallel throughout my entire first trimester and just graduated to the second trimester pack. Their second trimester pack has everything you need to support your baby's skeletal growth while easing muscle cramps with additional calcium and magnesium, added omegas, and of course, a full spectrum prenatal vitamin. So wherever you are in your pregnancy journey, check out parallelhealth.com. They are offering a special 20% discount just for this audience. So use code BIGKID20 for 20% off your first month. That's parallelhealth.com and use code BIGKID20 for 20% off. 
All right. So this week, baby is as big as a soccer ball, which it feels that feels right. That feels like the right uh, visual. I feel like I'm carrying around something as big as a soccer ball. Like I just feel huge, um, feel really uncomfortable. I swear to God, the thing that I am most excited for after this pregnancy is just for my organs to go back to where they should go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but you know, your, your organs obviously move up above your uterus and like they're more crowded kind of like where your lungs are up in your rib cage a little bit more. And to me, like not one day goes by that I don't feel uncomfortable. Like I, I'm just constantly like I feel like my organs are freaking squished together up there and it's like harder to breathe. Um, you might actually even people have told me that they kind of can hear me like panting on this on this podcast sometimes, which is kind of funny. But it's true. Like it's it's legit like harder. It's getting harder and harder to breathe. Um, so I just can't wait for my organs to go back to their regular place. And right now they're sitting on top of basically a soccer ball. But anyway, so our babies are 13.6 inches long this week and weigh about 1.5 pounds. Okay, if you just want to think back to last week, they were actually like 11.8 inches long. So that's like a pretty decent amount of growth in one week. Like I mentioned last week, our babies are really going to start picking up that growth, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, they're bigger than a foot long now, which is kind of a fun visual and also explains why things are feeling very cramped in there. Uh, baby's brain and nervous systems continue to develop this week and become more complex. By this time, rapid bone formation is occurring, requiring more calcium for bone development. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. I, I love the uh, the prenatal that I'm taking, and you've heard it on here every single week. Uh, parallel, their second trimester pack has like added calcium for this stage of development, which I think is really cool. Okay, so blood vessels are also developing in your baby's lungs this week, bringing them one step closer to full maturity and one step closer to taking that first breath of fresh air. But it's important to note that at 25 weeks pregnant, these lungs are still very much works in progress, but we're, we're starting to get there, which is great. Your baby's nostrils and nose are starting to work this week too, which allows your little one to begin taking practice breaths, which is just kind of crazy to think about. Uh, but yeah, things are, things are moving and grooving in there. And um, like I said, every week after week 24 is just a gift. It's a gift. Your baby is developing more and more rapid and it's, it's all good things. It's all good things. All right. So some tips and to do's for this week. This is one I read and I kind of laughed because uh, I have been totally experiencing this. But it says to not freak out if you're experiencing heart palpitations at this time. I've been getting these like a lot. Um, pretty much any time I'm like walking up the stairs <laughs> or doing anything, I'm pretty much out of breath or I can really feel my heart beating really fast. 
or just like really, really pumping in there. And that's because your heart is actually pumping about 50% more blood and it's pumping it faster than normal. So one tip is to just pay attention to when you feel this racing or pounding of the heart and mention it to your doctor if anything changes or anything feels off or concerning. Um, most of the time it's going to be normal, but you know, you just, you just want to be careful and keep your doctor up to date with how you're doing. Also at this stage, week 25, there's really only a couple weeks left of your second trimester. So I've mentioned it before, but if you haven't done so, uh, go and get on that baby moon if you can. I'm jealous of every single one of you who's going on a baby moon. I really, really wanted to. I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Brandon and I, we finally, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but we've been in like house limbo. We've been trying to buy a, a, a house and we just finally closed, but now we need to like move and buy all this furniture and like set up a nursery. And oh my God, I started looking at things like how much cribs cost and how much strollers cost and like all of this, which is it's an expense and buying a house is an expense. So I think we're probably not going to make it on a baby moon, which uh, I'm a little devastated by because especially right now in Nashville, it's like 19 degrees outside and like, I would love to be on a beach, but you know, you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches here. But if you're fortunate enough that you can go on a baby moon, I support you. I'm jealous of you and I hope you have a great time. But get on it sooner than later because I've heard once the third trimester comes along, um, you're going to be a little less comfortable. It might be harder to travel and, you know, you just don't want to do it too close to birth either because you're going to want to stay local to your doctor and your hospital and all that good stuff. All right. So this is also a good time to start planning your baby shower at week 25. So, or at least if you're not planning it, figure out someone to pawn that shit off on. <laughs> That's basically what I'm doing. I have been feeling like very overwhelmed the last few weeks. I think with closing on this house and figuring out like a lot of shit. Um, the last thing I want to do right now is plan a baby shower. So I have a couple of friends that are like awesome and really good at this stuff. Like I'm also not a great planner by any means, but I have a couple girlfriends who are, and they're like stoked about it. And really excited to get on board. Um, so this is a good time. Like I said, if you can pawn it off on your friends to help plan that baby shower so that you don't have to, you can focus on other things. Okay. My last thing for this week, um, just a book I'm reading that I'm, I'm enjoying. It's called bringing up baby. And it's about like this American woman who got pregnant and raised her baby in France. And just, she talks about like the different styles between like American parenting and French parenting. And there's like a lot of secrets to French parenting that we don't know about. So I've been enjoying that book. Um, I figured I would give you guys that recommendation. It's like a little bit lighter than some of the other things. I will say at times it feels like too light. Like I'm like, maybe I should be dedicating my time to reading like more books about, you know, like how to actually take care of a baby, like feeding schedules and what to do and all that. Because like I said, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and a little bit behind. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but I just feel like I don't know anything. And here we are coming up to that third trimester. It'll be here before we know it guys. Uh, so 
I don't know. I am enjoying this book, though. So if anyone wants to check it out again, it's bringing up baby. And if anyone has books that they are loving that you feel like they're preparing you to actually like go into motherhood, slide into my DMs and let me know because I'm I'm all ears and I'll share any recommendations that I get. All right. That is all I have for week 25. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to hit those five stars on iTunes. Maybe share this podcast on social or send it to a friend you think might like it, especially if you know any other pregos out there. Share the love. You can also connect with me on social at Big Kid Problems or on my personal Instagram at Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. Good luck on those glucose tests this week, guys. You got this. And in the meantime, I will see you back here next week for week 26 updates. Until then, thanks for bumping along with me. Winter, 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 winter.